Okay, just Colleen and I today. Um, so we're just diving in. I think there's a lot to cover because I think we missed last week. Um, so a lot, lot of stuff to talk about. Do you want to? Do you want to bring up anything to start with? Yes, I do. So, Aaron, I saw on Twitter. Just kidding. You told me that you're taking a new job. Tell us I about am that. Taking a new job. Um, yeah. So that was one of the things I think I said the last time we recorded that was really exciting, but I couldn't talk about yet. Um, so I am taking a job as a marketing engineer at Tuple. Um, so probably everyone listening is familiar with Tuple, but it's a um, pair programming screen sharing app for developers. Um and is universally universally beloved in our little you know corner of the internet. Everybody knows them. Everybody loves them. And so I saw you know several weeks ago, maybe two months ago at this point, um, Ben Orenstein, the CEO, tweeted something that basically said like, "Are you a developer that makes things other developers find interesting? If so, we want to hire you." And I was like, "Yeah, I could. I am that. I think I could do that." Um, so I put together a little landing page of, you know, all the, you know, I linked off to some articles I had written to some tweets that had done really well to, um, to my live coding talk. And I just put it all there and was basically like, Hey man, I don't, you know, I don't really know what you're hiring for because it was kind of unclear in his tweet, but here's some stuff that I've done. And if you want to talk, let's talk. And about a week later, uh, he responded immediately and was like, great, I'll look at it. And then a week later, he responded and was like, yeah, let's talk. And so we talked a couple times, one with him and one with, you know, all three of them. They're three co-founders. And it just, it felt right. I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun talking to them. Um, I think it'll be really interesting because... Um, one, it's, it's a new role. So it's not like I'm coming in to a role that somebody previously defined a lot of processes or expectations or anything like that. So I think that's always exciting. I get to come in and kind of figure it out, which is fun for me. Um, and then it's, um, like I'm excited about the prospect of being a marketing engineer because, um, one is I can't, you know, I can't code their core product. That's very much over my head. So that's, you know, it's good that I'm not doing that. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun because I, I imagine it's going to be a lot of experiments, right? It's going to be a lot of um, bets on what can I make that developers will find interesting that will bring them to check out Tuple. And so it's not going to be like write 30 articles about why pair programming is great. Cause that sounds miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds miserable to do. And I don't think it would work. And so I don't think, you know, they want, that's not the kind of content they want. Um, so I'm really excited to get in there and, you know, I've got a whole list of like 20 ideas of things that I could potentially do that would attract developers that they would then, you know, kind of be in the tuple universe, if that makes sense. So marketing engineer. So you're marketing going to engineer. continue to make developer tools or open mm-hmm. source, mm-hmm. open source stuff. And then how does that bring people to tuple? Are you going to be pairing with people? Well, that and depends. Using um, open question on, on okay. the, will I be pairing with people? Um, so things that are on the table 
um, I won't give too many specifics, but thing like general things that are on the table would be like perhaps a YouTube series. Um, maybe, you know, there are a couple ideas weirdly for physical products. Um, there are a couple ideas for like, um, content, but not necessarily blog posts. Um, but a lot of content around other things that developers would find interesting. And so like, that's a good, that's a good one to highlight because it does feel extremely tangential. Um, to tuple as a product, like even the physical products, it's like, that's insane. What, you know, how does that benefit tuple at all? Um, but you can imagine like, uh, let's say one of those niche micro tools. Like I think there there's Mike has for a good STRF time. You remember that one? It's a for a good STRF time.com. And then there's another one. I think it's like, chronify.com or something like that where it right yep where you know you go and you like type in a bunch of numbers into the stars and it tells you when the cron will run (laughs) yep so stuff like that ah okay that that's a great example of the type of thing so those things draw developers right because if you're a developer if you're a ruby developer you know what for a good strf time you basically know what it's going to do Um, and those things draw developers and it's very top of the funnel, like almost brand awareness. Um, but if tuple's name can be on something like that, that is likely more valuable than a, you know, the umpteenth blog post about why pair programming is great. Right. So if we can do more engineering as marketing, instead of just crapping out 500 words as marketing, I think those things will get shared more. Those have more legs in terms of like Hacker News and Reddit and um, social sites like that because it's more of a useful thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it kind of, not virality, but it kind of has shareability built into it versus a blog post that's just going to age away, if that makes sense. So how will you separate the things you make for you and the things you make for your company? Do those become one or is it, if you do it at work, then it belongs to tuple. Yeah. Standard stuff. The um, IP agreement is pretty generous in terms of they don't like attempt to own my thoughts or anything like that. Um, That was something I was explicit about upfront with Ben. I was like, Hey, you know, on my list of things that I sent you is this work I'm doing for Hammerstone, which I clearly called out as, you know, a company and a side project. And I said, so I just need to know from you that tuple is like cool with side projects. And he said, yeah, I think it's great. It like stokes creativity. You know, a lot of people have them. I want you to keep going. And so that gave me comfort. And then the um, employment agreement, put it in writing um, that gave me comfort as well. So yeah, it is weird though. Right. Because a lot of, um, a lot of what I do kind of for Hammerstone and my own personal, you know, brand or whatever is similar to what I'll be doing for Tuple. Right. Um, but in terms of, so in, in one way that's good, right? Because our, we're both kind of heading the same direction, right? So when I put out the tweet about me joining Tuple, that was really good for me, but it was also really good for Tuple because it got, you know, something crazy like 120 comments or something, which was wild for me. Um, and 
I think it'll be fun because I have all these like, I have all these ideas for things um, that developers would find interesting, but they don't really make any money and I can't really justify like spending time on. And now I can justify spending time on that um, on some of them because it will be a tuple marketing project. Right. And that's why I had all these ideas ready to go. Um, Because for our second meeting, he was like, hey, if you have any marketing ideas, I'd love for you to bring them. I was like, do I have marketing ideas? (laughs) Boy, do I. And it was all these like, you know, several of them were these ideas for, um, you know, side projects or products or something that I've had for a long time, but never been able to justify um, spending time on because they don't make money. But when the goal is attention, that changes the whole equation. Um and makes it a lot easier because now some of these things that I was going to build that I would have to like bolt monetization onto to make sense. Now I don't have to do that. And that removes that burden of monetization and increases the shareability of those types of things. So we'll see how it plays out. I think it's going to be really great for both of us, for me and Tuple. Um, and I'm really excited to do it. And I told like, you know, they were asking kind of, what's your long-term plan? And I was like, you know, long-term, I don't want to be employed. Um, but I think, you know, in the next several years, like this is going to be a great place for me to be. Cause I think I can bring a lot of attention to Tuple and frankly, like it'll be good for me personally too. And I said that, I mean, that's being very honest in an interview, but that's, that is my plan. And Ben was like, yeah, that's great. That's what I did at ThoughtBot. Like I went to a lot of conferences on behalf of ThoughtBot and I did great things for ThoughtBot, but it also built my personal brand. That's great. Right. And so I feel very, um, like I was very forthright with them and they were just super on board with it. And so that made me feel really good. Yeah. So it's funny because you made the announcement and after you made the announcement, almost every person I spoke with that knew, you know, knew about Hammerstone <laughs> said to me, what's going to happen to Hammerstone? Which Somebody is- actually reached out to me and was like, oh, no, are you leaving Hammerstone? And this this kind of goes back to like, um, I don't know if we've talked about it here, but Twitter is, I think I'm very authentic and honest on Twitter. And I never, you know, say anything that's not true or try to present a false front. Um, I just, I'm also very strategic about it, right? I, I'm thoughtful about how I use Twitter. And it's funny because I think a lot of people think I don't have a job. Like I have a full-time job (laughs) before Tuple. I currently, right now, I haven't started at Tuple and won't for, you know, almost a month. I have a full-time job. It just so happens that my full-time job is neither interesting nor sexy to anyone else. And so I don't talk about it. Right. So I'll do a lot of work at night and then the next day be posting a bunch of stuff on Twitter about some of the stuff I, you know, did the night before. Right. Or I'll do a podcast at like 8 a.m. in the morning before work starts. And then three weeks later, it's released in the middle of the day and I start tweeting about it. And everybody's like, wow, you, you know, doing podcasts in the middle of the day. And I'm like, no, I did that three weeks ago at 8 a.m. before I started work. And so it's not like I i don't think I have no qualms with it. I don't think I've been disingenuous at all. I'm just like I don't when I finish something at 10 p.m. I don't tweet about it usually then because everyone's asleep. Right. And so it leads to this perception 
that I don't have a job, even though I've said many times on Twitter, in my job at a property tax company, I've been doing this. People just don't, they don't read it. Um, right. So yeah, it's, it's funny. It's not different. Like I had a full-time job and I'm about to have a full-time job. Um, it just so happens that my new full-time job is in the industry that I want to be a part of, which was part of what was so compelling about this for me. I think there are two companies that, you know, I've been at my current job for four and a half years and I think there are, I've never applied for anything else. And then in the past month, the two companies that I think I would, you know, have wanted to work for both advertised job openings and I applied for both of them. And it just so happens, you know, one of them worked out. So it's kind of been a whirlwind for me because, you know, I've been at Resolute for so long and I feel like I've managed to um, kind of through sheer force of will, like gain mindshare in the, you know, developer community on Twitter um, without really being a part of it day to day. Like, I think I am a part of it, but my day job I, I work as a Laravel developer at my day job, but I'm not like as fully into it now or, or, or I wasn't as fully into it as I am now, which I think is exciting. Well, Tuple seems like a great fit. I mean, I yeah. think this is, this is awesome. I think it's going to be gonna wonderful be for everyone. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> and there will be like, there will be super normie stuff I have to do. Like I need to, I need to set up, uh, you know, conversion tracking and I need to, set up some mailing lists and I need to make sure analytics are firing correctly. Like there's, there's some very normal blocking and tackling stuff that I need to do. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. So don't worry. Don't worry, friends. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Things, <laughs> things will remain the same. You just weren't aware that I was working at a property That's, tax company. I mean, it made me laugh a little bit when people asked me and, um, because I was like, he has, he has a job, you know, like it's yeah. not, it's not a fundamental shift. He has a full-time job. He's going to another full-time job. Yeah, exactly. So what else is going on? Well, you and I got together last week or no, almost two weeks ago now That's at this right. point. I flew to we were Dallas. Supposed to get, yeah, we were supposed to get together on a Thursday, and I became violently ill, thanks to my children. Um, <laughs> oh so my that goodness. didn't work. Um, so I took Thursday and Friday off sick, and I did manage to meet you Friday um, for some co-working, which was a freaking blast. Dude, I'm saying, like, I love remote work, and it is wonderful, but if we could do, we were, we got a week's worth of work done in a day. If we could we do jamming. that, like once a month i mean oh my goodness it was so good i know and and truly we you know we could try to replicate that by hopping on a pair all day which is not something we've ever done yeah we haven't tried that's true so we did kind of skip that step but you were like i'm getting out of here i'm gonna fly to dallas and i came over and hung out at the hotel and then we just like we were jamming we got it all done it was pretty. And I feel pretty really good about it. I feel really good about it too. Like I, oh my gosh, the push we have made as a team these past two weeks. I feel so good about it. Like it's awesome. It's like all of these pieces are finally coming together in the way I want them to come together. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm super excited. Yeah, and I mean, I did. You know, I did one day of it with you, but you've. I feel like you've been seeing the whole thing through to the finish. And it sounds like your demo went exceedingly well with the client. It went really well. They were really happy about it. Yeah. So we totally delivered. They've started doing six week sprints 
Okay. And so you meet with the, I, I think it's a really nice the way they've organized it. So you meet with kind of their upper management. Um, this, I guess he's the CEO and the engineering manager and kind of make your six week plan. Mm-hmm. And so we hit all of our deliverables, like gave the demo. Love that. It was, it was beautiful. It was really nice. And I feel like our core work is so close to being, I'm not saying we're close to being done. Like that's not sure. quite the word I would use, but like the core, the core feature set of Hammerstone for rails is done. Mm-hmm. So the additional things the client wants are going to be great additions to the product. But I feel like like the core work feels really solid. And so that's that's cool. feel good about that's that. That's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It feels really good. And, and then uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it was just so great to some of the stuff I had been doing for them in terms of the way I was doing nested filters. And I had added a condi- I had like added these things to solve a short term problem. Mm-hmm. And so taking the last I mean, it was really like the last three weeks and revisiting all of that like i pulled out like submitting this pr i pulled out like these an entire module like it was beautiful because i had written this has nested filters module essentially right and like i don't need it anymore because of this refactor so it was just like it's like when you just do a beautiful refactor and you're just like yes this is so much better that's how it felt when we were working together it was like wait if we do this here and that there then this all just slots together i know it was was beautiful yeah. It was like a moment. Like I even had a, I mean, that's the back end. I pulled out this whole nested filters module. I pulled out all of this other stuff. And the front end, I had written a partial, like a partial view for like saved mm-hmm. filters. But since our new, we're now using a filter condition, that's essentially an option condition. Like all of that just slotted in so nice. It's real. It's real nice. Yeah, that's it's, great. It's I'm happy. so freaking pumped. Yeah, and then Sean yeah. pulled like a oh, ton of hours working he, on the front end for and that, I, didn't he? <laughs> he and I were working, yes, many nights. And poor Sean, like we'd be working till ten o'clock my time, which is midnight his time. Yeah. Uh, he came through like a champ, the front end API. So what he did is because of Hotwire is complicated. I mean, just the right. way we are trying to implement Hotwire is is a little tricky. So originally, the way they had to tie in with their stimulus controllers was a little confusing. Mm-hmm. And so he simplified the API so we can give them something. It's still not plug and play because you're going to have to respond to the filter being stabilized, the filter not being stabilized events, because we don't know what you want to do with that information. Mm-hmm. But he was able to simplify the API down to hopefully make it easier for other you know, teams to implement it outside of a standard view. So that's that's solid. Yeah, he... And I, we, you know, we've all talked about it, but he was really pulling some long hours on that, and it sounds like it paid off. Totally, it was so good. Yeah, like, and everyone then, came through. It was awesome. Everyone just whoosh, coalesced. And and then you, Great. me, and Sean had a talk about like, okay, how do we like if Sean's going to be pulling these crazy hours on client side, how are we, how can we move forward? Because we've been stalled on you know, the view two, view three side for quite some time because Sean is a finite resource. And so the three of us had to talk about like, Hey, where's this going? What are we doing? Are we going to make it like, we got to freaking pull this thing together. And I think we landed in a pretty good spot in terms of like, we've got a short term like deadline, which I think is RubyConf or Sin City. Which one is it? 
It's RailsConf. RailsConf. End of May. End of May. May 15th, May 17th, mid-May. Okay. And we're going to pull in another um, another person to help because Sean being the bottleneck just can't, we just can't keep having that be the case. And so I'm feeling pretty good about that because I think, you know, all three of us expressed frustration about how slow that was going. And Sean, Sean was like, I know I'm the bottleneck. You can say it. And I'm also frustrated by it. And so I think that was, that was good. And so I'm hoping that this is, you know, we're able to move past us relying on Sean for everything. If we can get this other person knocking some stuff out. Is it going to work out with the other person? You haven't yeah. given me an update. Okay, great. Yeah, when so does he start? Me, yeah, he, me, um, him and Sean met last week and kind of talked through it. And I think they, they're starting, um, this Saturday, I think they're going to have him and Sean are going to have a whiteboarding session about like, cause the big, the big problem that Sean's been trying to solve is how do we make the front end customizable without forcing people to eject and write their own front end, which is never going to work. Right. And so he's got a lot of ideas and, this person that will be implementing them has a lot of experience with headless components and stuff. And so I think they're going to start on Saturday. They book like they put it on the calendar. They booked it. They figured out time zones and everything. They're going to start. I think it's this Saturday and Sean's going to try to transfer all of his knowledge to this new guy. And then they'll, and then he'll take it away and try to like figure out the customization story, which is the last big, like, this is the last big thing we need to be able to pull in non Nova Laravel people is the ability to like make the UI match their UI. Right. That makes sense. I think, I think something I brought up in our conversation is I have not kept my finger on the pulse of what is going on on the Laravel Mm -hmm. view side. So I am going to try to make a more concerted effort to just be fully engaged in what you guys are doing because it mm-hmm. kind of feels like like you guys are over here i'm over here we're working different ways to move the product forward right so um yeah keep me posted so i kind of want to stay abreast of everything that's going on with laravel yeah and i think i think that'll be good and i think getting this is like the story of the past year is being crushed by opportunity I mean, the client has obviously been um, like life changing. We would not be here without the client, but it's just such a resource hog. Um, sure. And it gives, you know, it gives back resources in terms of US dollars, which we very much appreciate. <laughs> but it's like, it just, yes. it just splits our focus so much. And as a client implementation company, we're doing gangbusters. We're freaking crushing it. You're getting paid. We're getting right. paid. It's amazing. We've got this amazing product. As a product company, big old nothing. I mean, that's not true. We've sold a couple thousand dollars oh, of licenses, yeah. um, but not as much. You know, not as much as I want. And that that's hard for me because I'm on the product side. Right. Like, I'm on the product side. You're right. on the client side, right. and right. I know that even the product side is hard for you, even being on the client side. So. Yeah, I what was. I, I don't know if we would do it again this way, but we're here now, and I think we're in a good spot. Yeah, I was talking, I think, to Josh about this yesterday, and um, I was like, as a productized consulting company, like we're we're doing it, man. Like, yeah, we're a real, real company. We're making money. Like we're doing it right, but we're trying to figure out how to make that jump 
from productized to consulting to just a product. So. Yes. And that, and making the jump means doing both at once, which is incredibly hard. Which is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to balance. And I even think about trying to get this pulled out of the client's um, code and get it wrapped up. And, and we've been deliberate about building it and not making like the tests are not client specific. Like mm -hmm. I spin up all of my own tables and models and all that, but still I'm sure it won't be painless. Like it shouldn't be too painful, but it's still going to be, you know, going to be a thing. So yeah, trying to balance all of that is a challenge. Yeah. It's super hard. Yeah. Especially from like the emotional side of wanting the thing to be released and like entering the next phase of, you know, product development. That's really hard for me that we're not like fully there. I'm getting good feedback on the Nova stuff and like, right. that's really encouraging because people seem to, to really love it, which makes me feel like we found the right thing. But the fact that we're just still kind of like basically at the starting line is just, Oh, what a freaking drag. But maybe so, that's how it goes. Tell me about Nova. Is it, Kay. it's completely done. I mean, someone, if I use Laravel um, Nova, can I buy the Hammerstone package right now? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can buy it, implement it and ship it in probably 30 minutes, maybe an hour. It is completely done um, and fully ready to go. And the integration story there is easy breezy. I mean, you install one package that installs the other package, and then you write your filter, and that's basically it. You're done. Okay. Yeah, is that's that the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. Okay. Is that what? I was going to say, is that something you're actively promoting or you're actively marketing right now, or are you more focused on getting this customizable piece? for non-Nova out the door? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not focused on the non I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not focused on the customizable piece at all. That's just entirely okay. in Sean's purview. So I'm not focused on that at all. In terms of actively marketing Nova, um, we have maybe 10 people that are testing it. Um, and of those, I think four have purchased. Um, and so... I'm not, I don't know. I could probably send another email out to the list um, of Laravel people and just like see if any of them are using Nova. Um, I've done that before and that's where these people came from. Okay. Um, I think the next thing I will probably do, and this is something I mentioned, I think two weeks ago is record a video just showing how it works because I think it is pretty sexy to see. I think it is pretty sexy to see like the thing in action. Um, especially if you can do a speed run and show that it's like, you're literally able to get this in five minutes. Um, I think is pretty compelling and that may be, that be, may be my next move there. I also want to reach out to the Nova team and talk about potential business development. Like, Hey, if you guys sell through our product, we'll give you, lots of money. Um, but I know that currently they're working on Nova four. And so they're, they're like on, I've seen it on Twitter. They're on a, you know, a death March to get Nova four done. And so I don't want to come in while their heads down and be like, Hey, sponsor my thing or sell my thing. And then be like, dude, I don't even have time to think about this. So I'm kind of holding off there. Um, but I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? So first thing, the video, yes, 
you 100% should do that. I had someone else reach out to me about it for Rails. And mm-hmm. so I would like to see your video as well as a reference because you have. Oh. So we had talked about it for this reason because you have done so many of these demos. Mm-hmm. You know what people seem to care about. And I don't I mean, I don't know enough about Nova or the Laravel community sure, to yeah. know if you should push them or not. It, are, is there a way right now with Nova to buy add-ons? Is that like something they do? There is no marketplace. Um, there is a, I always forget what it's called, Nova Packages or Nova Resources or NovaTools.com. Um, and I listed us there. So that okay. that is is present. I don't know what kind of traffic that gets. Um, but yeah, that would be the, that would be the centralized place for it. Um, I think we could potentially, we could potentially buy some ads in like Laravel news. Um, and I think that would be a couple thousand dollars and has incredible reach to the, the market we're looking for. My fear with that is within the Laravel ecosystem, the Nova ecosystem is even smaller or or the people who use Nova is even smaller. And so if we say, you know, if we say 10% of Laravel people use Nova immediately, our, our addressable market of Laravel news people is 10% of whatever they send out, you know? Right. Well, and, and we're not that far off from having the customizable front end done. So to me, it seems like let's just wait Exactly. Before we spend that money so we can reach more people. Yeah. Okay. So my plan before next week will be to record a video or two or three. I think there's an interesting, um, an interesting play we could do with like the one minute, five minute, 10 minute version. Um, okay. And that will be, that will be my goal before next week. Awesome. I love it. My goal before next week, I'll be in Vegas next week for Sin City Ruby. Oh, that's so, right. Yep. And so, you're giving a talk, right? I am giving a talk. On? Yeah. ARL, building a composable query builder. I'm going to finish it today. That's my okay. goal. Okay. <laughs> well, that's so, super exciting. Yeah, I'm not making it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a hard topic, right? And especially mm-hmm. with a very, when you have an audience that goes from beginner to super senior, it's always hard to tailor a talk. So it is accessible to that whole group of people. So the talk I have now is, you know, it's it's like very basic um, and it's building up to where you can use ARL as, you know, and more complicated um, functions. So I'm pretty happy with it. It feels I guess what I'm trying to say is the talk feels like it's very like mid-level accessible. So right now I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I widen the scope a little bit to pull in the people who don't like know, you know, have. I've never heard of ARL, which is a lot of people in the Rails community, mm-hmm. right? It's a private API. But also pull in the people who are like, oh, I only use pure SQL. You know right. who you are. Like, I want to, those are my people, like, that I want to convert. I want to, you know, and so um, it's been, but what I've been doing is I've been talking to Rails developers to kind of see who have some sort of query builder. We have, you know, we know a lot of people who have analytical tools and right. stuff. And so it's been fun to see how people are using it, and and really why. Like, when you look at the risk-benefit analysis of using a private API, what is so enticing about it that it is worth the potential risk of a change in the API? Mm -hmm. And I really think I can make the case because ARL sits on top of your database, like, switching databases, I think that's a huge deal. 
and the composability of it, like active record is composable kind of, but this is like mm-hmm. just so fine grained. I think, I think there's, I, I, so I'm going to kind of work in more info about that, but like, I'm really, I'm happy with how it's coming along. I think it'll be a lot Good. of fun. Yeah. Will this be recorded? Will I be able to watch it later? I don't know. So I have to ask the conference organizer. I'm not sure if he's going to record it or not. This have, is a pretty small conference, but have Andrew record it for me. If, yeah. if it's not actively recorded, have him do it for me. You know, Andrew, he was like, I'm going to hire someone. I was like, of okay. Course. So, <laughs> and his and I, I mean, what's going to be cool is, I think I can say this on the podcast. He's going to make, he might be making some cool announcements and what I'm talking about might, and he go, we go, we we're going back to back, which was planned. So it's going to be awesome. So he's going to make his, but hopefully I haven't checked in with him. So uh, he's going to be making some cool announcements and then I'm going to be following that up our stuff. So it's going to slide really well together. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Perfect. And I'm 0% surprised that he's hiring a videographer. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm going to hire someone. <laughs> it's yeah. great content for Bullet Train, like to have that in, in perpetuity. So yeah, totally. Um, there was one other. Oh, speaking of Andrew, we're doing Andrew and I are doing a podcast. Saw that. Tell me about that. So we're doing a Rails Laravel crossover podcast. So he reached out to me a while back and was like, hey, I want to talk to somebody very technically about you know, bullet train and rails. And I think it'd be fun to do a compare and contrast Laravel thing. Um, so we just put that out yesterday. Um, awesome. first Let's one. So out. I think, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I got the good end of the stick on that one and that I show up and record and he does everything else. Um, nice. so this is kind of, he's driving this. Um, and I'm the, you know, the Laravel foil for him to talk to. So, That'll be good. I think that'll be good for us. That'll be good for Tuple. That'll be good for Bullet Train. I think that's just good across the board to have that kind of content out there. So, what's it called? Framework Friends. Nice. Frameworkfriends.com. <laughs> Isn't it great? That's pretty good. I like yeah. it. That's pretty right. good. I'm pleased with that. Um, okay. Anything else? Nothing else for me. All right. Let's end it there.